guys, it's Lisa, and you are listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Monday, June 15th, 2020. Welcome to episode 10. Um, last week, I did a three-part series on coping skills or patterns that you may have picked up in childhood based on how you were parented. And a lot of us tend to realize that we picked up things that aren't exactly working for us anymore when we're old enough to start getting into our own adult relationships or intimate relationships and we kind of go this is not working what the hell's going on and so a lot of times we can trace that back to our roots in in childhood and so last week I concluded that three-part series I am going to take a question from Friday's episode but today we're actually moving on to self-confidence and I asked the question last week what is it and do you really need it and I've got really great news for you guys you don't need it. You don't need it to do hard things or different things. And I think that that's a myth that a lot of us tend to think, oh, I've got to be confident or I've got to do it right. You don't have to. So I'm going to show you how to push through the discomfort and to make changes that feel good and to make changes that get you on the right track to where you want to be. And so That's on today's episode, but today I am going to take a question from my last episode on Friday. I talked about people who struggle with abandonment issues, and that can come from a lot of different places from childhood. It can come from a place if your caregiver or parent withheld love as a means to control or made you feel bad about yourself so they withheld that love. Um, It can come from a parent passing away. It can come from them just walking out. And if you haven't checked out my Instagram, check it out. It's at at what's next with Lisa. And I've got a post up there that talks about how if you had that type of love withdrawn or it was used as a means to control or somebody walked out, that space of of healthy space isn't going to feel healthy to you. So when somebody needs healthy space to decompress, you're going to see that as abandonment and it's going to trigger you as being left. And I talked about how to work through that. So check that out. Um, If you have questions or concerns, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Like I said, you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. Send me your DMs. You can find upcoming show topics and different little nuggets of information you can use throughout the day on my Instagram and Twitter. So that being said, let's get on to the question. The question is, Dear Lisa, Every time I start a new relationship, I get nervous and anxious and wonder if they will call, if they're dating somebody else, or if they're really into me. I drive myself crazy to the point of sometimes even having panic attacks. What can I do to avoid this? And how how can I start to feel calmer when I start a new relationship? Okay, that's a big question. Um, And I will say before I answer this, I'm going to do a relationship Q&A series probably next week, and I'm going to address a lot of your questions, a lot of common concerns and pitfalls when starting new relationships or even in a committed relationship that doesn't feel good. So look out for that next week. And in the meantime, send me your questions or what you're struggling with, and I'll try to answer them on the air. But in regard to this question, so it sounds like what you're explaining to me is that when you start a new relationship, for some reason, you're being activated by some history of love that felt like abandonment or love that was taken away from you and your control was taken away. And so 
you start to attach what I call anxiously attached to somebody. So you get super worked up and you're wondering where this relationship's going to go. Is this person really into me? And you can drive yourself nuts feeling less than or wondering if they're going to pick me. And so the first thing you need to do is recognizing this isn't working for you, which is a big step. A lot of people can't look outside themselves enough to even realize that's not working. So I want you to be really proud of yourself for one, recognizing it's not working and you've got to do something different. And two, I want you to think back about maybe why you're being triggered. Why is this Why is it so hard when you start a new relationship? What's triggering you? What happened in your past that your subconscious brain is kicking in and say, oh, we better control everything. We better fight. We better protect ourselves. This doesn't feel safe. So I want you to think back and that could be a parent or caregiver. It can be somebody else close in your life that abandoned or took love away or emotionally abused you to the point where you don't feel like you're worthy of something good. And so you you go right into this survival mode. And so think back on that and being able to identify it where you kind of went off the rails is a really important step to changing it. And so, you know, your need to want to control things is actually telling me that you're more focused on this person picking you or choosing you um, rather than you deciding for yourself if they're even somebody that you want in your life because you go right into that survival mode and so you don't take the time to actually look at this person and say are they somebody I want in my life and essentially what your need to control is is in my opinion it's trying to stop you from getting hurt or trying to stop you from getting disappointed. You think if I can control the outcome of this, I won't be hurt or disappointed if they turn out to be a dud or not my person. Um, And so, listen, I wanna remind you that if you're focusing all your effort on being exciting and interesting and somebody that they wanna be around, you are denying yourself the chance to even see if they're really exciting or interesting. You're denying yourself to make an informed decision to say, is this somebody that I want to attach myself to? And so my best advice for you would be to, when you start something new or you start talking to somebody, I want you to take a breath, take a moment and try to separate your caregivers or your past relationships, their inability to show up for you has nothing to do with this person's inability. Or maybe they could be somebody really great, but you're so focused on controlling the outcome, you don't even give yourself the gift of seeing that either. So it's important to separate experiences. And just don't forget that I want you to focus on being the chooser, not the chosen. So, you know, get interested in yourself, get interested in what they're doing, what they're saying, pay attention and make an informed decision. And you might have to remind yourself of that in the beginning, you know, 5, 10, 15 times a day, because this is new territory for you. But don't forget that you're worthy of someone good. You are more than enough. You just need to be yourself and let yourself show up to these new relationships. So I hope that helped. I hope it's a good start. Tune into my relationship series next week and we'll get a little bit more in depth about anxious attachments and anxious versus secure attachment and what that looks like. So if you've got questions or concerns, email me at what's next with Lisa. 
at gmail.com. Check me out on Instagram or Twitter at what's next with Lisa. Send me a DM there. Take a look at the page. Look for upcoming show topics. And I look forward to reading them. And so that's a really good segue into today's topic too, self-confidence. And I have to tell you guys, there are two phrases I pretty much hate most in this world. And the first one is, it is what it is. Blech. It's it's terrible. The second one is fake it until you make it. Like double ugh. Those are terrible phrases to me. And we hear them said a lot. And here's why I hate them. They both infer that you don't have any power over a situation. That it just is what it is. And you don't have any power over to do something about it. Which in my opinion robs you of any control or power you might have over it. Even if that's just controlling how you feel about it or where you go from here or how you grow, it hinders it hinders your control. It hinders your power. I hate those statements. And so today what I'm going to focus on is the double puke statement of fake it till you make it because I like to say, how about face it until you figure it out? Don't be the martyr or the victim of your own life. You've got to learn to push through and figure this stuff out. And how does that relate to self-confidence? I'm going to tell you. You don't need it to do things anyway. You don't need it to push through fear and do things anyway. Being confident is something that everybody struggles with, you guys. And if they tell you that they don't or if their Instagram tells you that They're so self-confident and everything's under control. It's just, it's not real life, guys. That's not human. We all struggle with feeling confident or feeling like we're enough. And here's where the magic happens. You've got to get used to failing and being okay anyway. And so you've got to get used to being scared and doing it anyway. Um, And if you fail, okay, you tried you failed, you figure something out. And if you get used to, quote, faking it and you you keep yourself stuck in that victim or martyr mentality, oh, well, I'm just faking it till I make it. When is this going to feel good? It's never going to feel good until you take your power back and say, it's okay if I fail. I'm still an awesome person. I can still figure out what my next steps are. I just want to try. And so, you know, if you fail, can it hurt? Yep. Um, Can it disappoint you? Can it disappoint other people in your lives? Can it put you in a situation maybe you don't want to be in for the time being? All of that, you got it. It doesn't feel good. I'm not saying that this is all going to feel great, but I'm saying it's going to be worth it. And you've got to ask yourself if you are letting yourself be the victim and you're saying, well, I'm just faking it. I'm telling you what your payoff is. It's an ability for you to stay like in this perceived safety and saying that, oh, well, I shouldn't or that's too big of a chance for me to take. You're, you're victimizing yourself and you're keeping yourself stuck. And, you know, and saying things like, oh, well, I shouldn't do that or I'm not confident in this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just faking it till I make it. I'm telling you right now, you're never going to give yourself the permission to just do it anyway and take your power back and give something a real effort. If you're just going into it saying, oh, I'm faking it till I'm making it, 
I mean, you're not giving yourself permission to go at anything 100% because you've always got that safety net of saying, oh, I'm not confident in this. And so I can tell you that if you're hard on yourself, if you have shameful feelings toward yourself, or you're, you know, basically punishing yourself, you are faking life and shaming yourself behind the scenes. And so when you, when I hear people say, I'm just faking it till I make it, that's an indicator for me when I'm in private practice that they are shaming themselves behind the scenes. They're putting an unrealistic pressure on themselves to have everything perfect or be a perfectionist. And they're not really probably great at making decisions either because they're so afraid of making the wrong one. And shame and fear, those are the two things that keep you stuck. Those are the two things that keep you sort of half-assing life and saying, Um, I knew I couldn't, I knew I shouldn't have done that, or I knew I wasn't ready to do that. That's going to keep you stuck in this victim mentality. Something I always say, and you guys have heard me say it here a lot, is right now is right on time. It is. You're never really ready for anything, you know, and it never, the scary stuff never feels, or rare, I should say rarely, feels really great and so you know failing at things is part of life how you still see your worth after failing is what's important knowing that you're still worthy if you fail at something that's the key here and that's what's important so facing things and doing them anyway means knowing you're worthy and capable of being okay even if it doesn't work out that's what moves you forward If you doubt yourself, awesome. Everybody does. Push through it, face it, and do the hard stuff anyway. It's going to feel better because what if it does work out? What if it does get you in a place where you want to be in life? You'll never know if you just put half an effort in because you've got that safety net of saying, oh, I'm not really confident or I shouldn't have done this anyway. And you know, if you're doubting yourself and you're what ifing everything, well, what if this doesn't work? What if I don't, you know, what if I get hurt? I mean, that's part of life, guys. Push through and do it anyway. If you say that you have confidence issues, I say great because that means that you're human. Do it anyway. You've got this. You can try. Put a full effort in. Also, don't forget to tell yourself that you're worthy, you're capable and that you love you. I mean, how would you support your best friend if they were doing something scary, maybe a new business venture? I would hope that you would say, I love you and I'm here for you and whatever I can do to help you, I'm gonna do. That's how I want you talking to yourselves. You know, and I can tell you this, I see a lot of this in private practice. People will be on the cusp of making a big change or a scary decision and they, they can what if it till the cows come home. Well, what will my parents think? What will my boyfriend or girlfriend think? What if this doesn't work out? If that's part of your process to anything big, here's what I say. Don't try to change it or fight it. Just let it be part of your process. Whatever. You know that you're going to doubt yourself. You know that you're going to worry about what your parents or friends or coworkers might think. Fine, accept it and let it be part of your process, but then commit to adding another step in. So an additional step past that that says, okay, this is part of my process. I'm going to doubt myself and then I'm going to suck it up and do it anyway. So add that last step to your process that says, 
this is who I am and this is how I make big decisions. And I need that to jump and I need that to push through. And so you guys, if if you take anything away from today, I want you to know that confidence is actually kind of a load of crap in my opinion because in real life we all doubt ourselves we all wonder what if the challenge is to push through that and say whatever I'm gonna be okay even if this doesn't work out I'm gonna make the smartest decisions I can and do my research but I'm gonna take charge of my own life I'm gonna face this until I figure it out and I'm gonna push through and if I fail whatever then and I always say this You never start over. You always start with experience. And that's a gift because everything you do is an experience that you're building on. And so you've got to know that you're, number one, worthy of trying. Whether that's a relationship, a business venture, um, moving, traveling, whatever it is, you are worthy of at least trying. And if you fail, congratulations, you're human. Um, And that's just a part of it, guys. You've got to face it. Face life. I want you to be curious, not conclusive. Get curious about things. Don't make assumptions about how you think it's going to go until it goes that way. So get curious. Get the the conclusion stuff out of your head. Oh, I know this is going to fail or I know this won't work out. Get curious. Ask questions. Do your research. Do what you need to do. And then move forward. Face it. Figure it out. Do not fake it. You've got this. I know you've got this. And if there's nobody in your corner cheering you on, for what it's worth, I am. Because I believe in you as a human being. I believe in you that you're still worthy even if it doesn't work out. You got to try. Face it until you figure it out. No more fake it till you make it crap. So I hope that helps. If you have questions... Um, if you want me to expand on anything a little bit more, I want you to email me. Let's talk about this. Let's get some courage. Let's get some inspiration, some motivation, some discipline going. It's Monday, guys. It's a new week. Let's make it a good one. And on Wednesday's episode, I'm going to talk about another big hot button thing that I would tell you brings probably most of my patients to my private practice, and that's anxiety. We're seeing a lot of it with the current pandemic, I think more than I normally see. Um, and it's a real thing. And so I don't want to minimize that. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about what anxiety is. I want to talk about where it comes from and how to get to the root of it to break it down so you feel more empowered, less anxious and fearful. So we're going to talk about basically how to tell your brain, take a lap and calm it down. Everybody just take a breath here. So that's what that's on Wednesday's episode. And that'll be up Wednesday morning. So In the interim, email me if you have questions about anything I've talked about in previous episodes, self-confidence or anxiety for the upcoming show. I want to make sure that I'm addressing what you're struggling with and what you might need some support with. So email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Catch me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa and I look through all your messages try to respond to them all even if I don't address them here on the podcast and it's truly an honor that you guys trust me enough with your story to let me try to help so have a great Monday guys take care of yourselves see ya